Welcome to the Hope for the Weary Christian Woman podcast, the go-to podcast for the Christian woman walking through suffering and hard times. I am so glad that you're here. Do you want a relationship with God that's deep, real, and intimate? Do you wish that you could fully trust God's plans and process and rely on Him through all things and believe all of His promises? Well, take a deep breath. I got you. This is a show for the Christian woman who is struggling to trust God fully because life is so stinking hard. And maybe, like me, you felt like there's no hope, no way out, and no point in even praying about it anymore. I want you to know that as long as God is on the throne, it's not time to throw in the towel. You can find strength, peace, and hope in a closer relationship with God when everything in your life seems to be going wrong. How do I know that? Because I've done it. Hey there, I am Latoya Edwards. I am your Christian spiritual growth mindset and life coach and a proud single mom of four boys. And over the last two decades, I have walked through more suffering and trials than I could ever tell you. In fact, there was a time when I was sure that God had forgotten all about me. He didn't. I was just weary from all the hard stuff. But I've come through it all with a fearless faith and a closer relationship with Him. And if that sounds like something you need to, you are in the right place. I can't wait to help you find renewed faith, a peace-filled mind, and restored hope. Let's get started. We're going to spend some time together looking at five of the main lies that keep us from having that bold and courageous faith that allows us to be fearless and hope-filled during life's crazy hard times. So the first lie that we want to look at today is, I am all alone in my pain and God does not hear my prayers. Have you ever thought that or ever said that to yourself or somebody else? It is so tempting to believe that God is ignoring us when we walk through hard things. I can remember a time when I was walking through what proved to be like the most difficult trial of my life. And I had no idea what to do. I had no idea what to turn. And every place and person that I reached out to for help was, I was rejected. It was like the doors just kept slamming in my face over and over and over again. And I remember one day sitting down and I just said, well, okay, I guess I'm on my own. God isn't listening. I've been praying for help. I've been praying for answers. I've been praying for this and it's just not going to happen. God isn't listening. I was so wrong. So, so wrong. In the end, God proved quite the opposite, that he was indeed right there with me, listening. He did see that I was what I was going through, and he made a way in the end. I just couldn't see it in that dark moment. And so this is where we often find ourselves in the midst of hard times. And so today, I want to go look into scripture to see what happened when another woman found herself in such a place. We are going to go to Genesis chapter 16, and this is where we find the beginning of Hagar's story. If you aren't familiar with Hagar, I bet you're familiar with two people named Abraham and Sarah. They are the parents to Isaac, and they are really, really old and haven't had children, and God promises them they're going to have a son. Sarah gets impatient and decides that she's going to fix the problem. And she gives her servant, Hagar, to her husband, Abraham, who's called Abram and Sarah's called Sarai because lots of people in the Bible get new names. And Hagar becomes pregnant. And immediately Sarah becomes really cruel to her servant. And because of this cruelty, Hagar decides that she's going to run away. So we find her pregnant and alone, probably really scared. 
in the middle of nowhere where an angel of the Lord appears to her. And he speaks these words of encouragement to her and tells her that she's going to have a son and he's going to be Ishmael and he's going to be a great nation and to go ahead and go back to her master. And Hagar says something that is so poignant for us today in the middle of this conversation. So we're going to look at Genesis 16 and we're going to go all the way down to verse 13. Now, I encourage you to read the whole passage on your own because um, we always want to have context and it's such a rich, encouraging story. Um, like, follow the whole thing because it's so encouraging. But in verse 13, she says, So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God of seeing. For she said, truly, here I have seen him who looks after me. Now, in Hebrew, this name that Hagar mentions is El Roi, and it means the God who sees. She says, I've seen the one who looks after me. So think about that. We have Hagar, who is in this desperate place. She is alone. She's frightened. She's upset. She has no idea and no control over what's going on in her life. And in that place, God speaks to her. He lets her know that he sees her. He sees what she's been going through. He sees the future. And it's going to work out okay in the end if she would just hang on. And I believe that this is something that we can take um, to encourage ourselves. God is still El Roi. He is the same today, yesterday, tomorrow. So if he is the God who sees thousands of years ago in the book of Genesis, he's still the God who sees. And when we understand that God sees us, then we know that we're not alone and he's not ignoring us. That is the truth that we need to stand on to combat the lie of I'm all alone and God isn't listening to me, right? Because really what that is, it's a cry to be heard and it's a cry to be seen. We want somebody to see our hurts and to hear, right, our voice as we're crying out for help and saying this is hard. And so that means that we need to go to the one who sees and hears all and that is God. Now, when we are believing this lie, a lot of times we don't use the words, God isn't listening to my prayers, or I'm all alone. And we certainly don't run out into the middle of the wilderness, um, running away from our problems. At least I hope we don't. But what I do see, and what I have experienced myself, is that we often fall into one of three camps, right? Loneliness, isolation, and abandonment. Now, quick vocab lesson, loneliness is a lack of connection to others. So it is totally possible to be in a crowd of people and feel all alone. I've been there myself, surrounded by people, but felt no connection to anybody. And so I was extremely lonely. Isolation is when we are separated from others. So it's not so much a lack of connection. We are like a physically separated from other people. And so this can be for a variety of reasons. Um, we've all experienced COVID and, um, you know, and being isolated from each other um, for things like health and, and things like that. But sometimes we isolate ourselves for other reasons, right? Shame, guilt, you know, I can't go to church. My life is a mess. I can't talk with my friend because her life is perfect and my life is a mess. I've also had the experience of walking through domestic abuse and one of the tactics that abusers often use is isolation. They isolate you away from your support system. Um, it allows them to have better control over you. And then we have abandonment where we are just ignored 
and left on our own. So we have loneliness. We might be around people, but we don't feel connected. We have isolation. We've removed ourselves from other people. And then there's abandonment where somebody has removed themselves from us. All of these work together to kind of create this perfect storm of like, I'm in this by myself. There's no help. There's no support. There's nobody that I can turn to. No one is going to help me. And what we do is we take those feelings and those experiences of lonely, of isolation, of abandonment, because they are real. We take those things and we project that onto the Lord. We say, well, I'm lonely here around people, so I'm not connected to God either. Or so-and-so abandoned me, and so God's going to do the same thing. That's not true. This is why we dig into the word of God and we read stories like Hagar so that we can see that God is there with us. We can stay connected to the Lord no matter what is going on through prayer and Bible study. We, we can be connected to others through fellowship you know, and worship. Um, and that is what's going to really help us combat this lie. So when we experience these really big emotions, um, especially when we're going through hard times, things like loneliness, isolation, abandonment, we have to ground ourselves in the truth. And the truth is always found in the word of God. So the goal is that we can look at scripture, what is true. We can look at our lives and what we're thinking and feeling and doing and see where our lives don't line up with scripture and then begin to take baby steps toward that truth. I hope you were blessed and encouraged by today's episode. I pray it inspires you to draw closer to God. If so, would you stop and share this episode with someone that you know that's feeling weary right now? It would also be a huge blessing to me if you could leave a five-star rating and review in your podcast player. This will help women just like you find the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, sometimes life just plain sucks, but God is always there with you. Rest in that truth and find hope for your weary soul.